0: Welcome
1: to Merrick's Experts, the podcast that provides analysis of current affairs in China.
0: Hello, I'm Ruth Kirchner. We're discussing the U.S. elections and American-China policy today. With me is Michael Fuchs, Senior Fellow at the Center for American Progress in Washington and formerly with the State Department as Deputy Assistant Secretary of State for East Asia and Pacific Affairs. Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton are all but certain now to compete for the White House. Michael, we want to discuss what to expect from the two candidates. Let's start with Donald Trump. China is one of his favorite punching bags. He wants to declare China a currency manipulator. He said we can't continue to allow China to rape America. That sounds pretty tough, but where does he really stand on China?
1: Well, the first thing that I can say is that it would be presumptuous of me to have any real clue as to what Donald Trump is thinking about foreign policy, because I think he says a lot of different things. I think it kind of depends on the day. But when it comes to China, I think he has been consistent from time to time about this desire to be tough. On China, and that comes out particular when you're talking about economics, just as you mentioned. I think he believes that you know the United States is taken for a ride, if you will, by China and not just China, a lot of other countries as well. And this is you know part of his foreign policy shtick. And so I think that he goes around and he talks a big game about this. Now, if you listen to what he talks about in the way in which he says that he would deal with China on these issues, there's not a lot of detail there. He, at the end of the day, he believes that he, as a deal maker, can find a better deal for the United States, find a better deal for the American worker without telling us much about how he would find that better deal for the United States. So again, it's very hard to know exactly what he wants from the China relationship, but he certainly wants to criticize them.
0: But he has said that he um, would slap hefty tariffs on Chinese imports to the United States. I mean, that's pretty specific, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I think that is. And, you know, again, there is a, I think, a very vigorous debate in the United States about how to deal with some of the serious economic issues that exist in the U.S.-China relationship. But again, I think that this is a good example of some of the, frankly, irresponsible comments that Donald Trump makes very frequently when it comes to foreign policy and when it comes to China policy. I don't know what exactly is backing his idea in this regard. I don't know if he thinks that it's a bluster to help him get a better deal with the Chinese, but whatever it is, I'm just not sure how much there is behind it.
0: Well, if he would really win the presidency, a lot of experts, a lot of commentators say his room for maneuver is actually pretty limited if he enters the White House, because the China-American relationship is very complex, is multi-layered. But um, could he take America's China policy in a completely different direction?
1: I think it's absolutely true and fair to say that the American president is not a king and cannot unilaterally make a lot of decisions that would be constrained by the policymaking process in the United States. That said, there are a lot of decisions that the United States president can make with respect to foreign policy, in particular foreign policy and including policy towards China that he or she could do unilaterally and that would cause some very very serious concerns if Donald Trump actually followed through. On some of the policies that he's been talking about with respect to China, with respect to, frankly, a lot of other places around the world. And so, yes, I am concerned about some of the things that he says and uh, some of those policies. And again, because I think that they're responsible.
0: Okay, now let's turn to Hillary Clinton. Then um, you have worked for Hillary Clinton as an advisor on foreign policy. Where does she stand on China?
1: Well, uh, obviously, I've worked for Secretary Clinton in the past, um, but I don't work for her at present, and I'm speaking only for myself. You know, Secretary Clinton, I think, has a long history and set of experiences in dealing with China as Secretary of State, obviously, but going back to years well before that. You know, I think that Secretary Clinton, from my perspective, has a very pragmatic approach when it comes to China. I think that she has done a very good job in the past at being tough when she needs to be on China, um, whether it's on the economic side or it's on the security side, but also ensuring that there this is a comprehensive relationship. And again, I think that, that is a pretty good way to tell how she might do in the future, from my perspective.
0: But she's not always very consistent, is she? Because if you look at uh, what she said about free trade, um, for example, the TPP, the Trans-Pacific uh, Partnership, the deal that 12 nations in the Asia Pacific have signed, uh, she supported it initially. Now she says she is more cautious, uh, more sceptical. Why that about turn?
1: Well, again, and I'm only speaking for myself here. Obviously, I'm not speaking for her or her campaign. But I think that she's been re- very clear about why she said that she was looking for it to be a strong deal when you know she was there a secretary of state and she said then obviously before it was finished that she would judge it on the merits and wait to see what the deal actually looked like at the end of the day obviously in all those years there was no final deal yet to judge it was being negotiated and at the end of the day you know it seems that she made the decision that What she saw when it was finished, all said and done, that the deal just didn't live up to the standards that were necessary, in her estimation, to protect American workers and to help the American economy.
0: But maybe it was also to woo some voters, maybe, uh, who sort of tend to lean towards the Sanders camp. I mean, so it's a bit sort of pandering to populism.
1: No, I think that what this is fundamentally about is about doing what every candidate for president and every leader in any elected or appointed position in any country is prioritizing, which is jobs, (laughs) economic growth. And I believe very much that that was the rationale behind Secretary Clinton's position on this, as well as, again, the driving, I think, central tenets of her presidential campaign.
0: Let's uh, look at the uh, Sino-American relationship and the U.S. elections from a slightly different perspective. Um, Who would the Chinese prefer as the next president? I mean, Trump has been described by Chinese media as a racist clown. Clinton has been described as pushy and a rabble rouser. So both not very flattering descriptions.
1: Yeah, well, I think you probably have to ask the Chinese for (laughs) uh, for who gets their vote. But I think that one of the things that I can say is that Donald Trump has been, I think, again, quite irresponsible and provocative in some of the things that he's said about China policy. That causes me concern as an uh, American who works on China policy, who works on foreign policy, and recognizes that we need strong, tough, pragmatic. Relations with China, as well as elsewhere around the world, in order to sustain American interests. So again, who knows who the Chinese would actually uh, be supporting? But.
0: but, but do you have any views on um, who who the Chinese might find easier to deal with? Trump, with his big ego, or the tough-talking lawyer Hillary Clinton?
1: Well, you know, look, I think, again, I think any leader from the United States is going to do whatever they need to do to represent American interests around the world, and that includes in the relationship with China. You know, Donald Trump, again, wants to cultivate this image of himself as the. The deal maker hold his cards close to the vest and try to get the best possible deal out of it. I don't believe that that's a foreign policy. I don't believe that unpredictability is a foreign policy uh, that would protect American interests or those of our friends and allies around the world. Uh, and so, again, uh, difficult for me to talk for the Chinese here, but you know, I think Donald Trump is making very clear uh, what his views are. This is Merrick's experts.
0: With me is Michael Fuchs. We're discussing the US elections and American China policy. Michael, let's talk about a couple of particular challenges. Both candidates have said, for instance, on North Korea, that they want to play the China card, meaning probably that they want to lean on China to be tougher with North Korea. That's easier said than done, isn't it?
1: Well, I think that... Both candidates, as they've made clear in their statements, and I think that frankly, this administration and the United States and a broad swath of American policymakers and experts on this issue believe that China is an essential component of an effective North Korea policy. Obviously, the new round of sanctions that the UN Security Council has adopted this past March are, uh, I think, a new test, if you will, to see how much Beijing is willing to push on North Korea. And I think that there are some early results in, but I think it's going to be some time yet to come before we know exactly how much they're willing to do and how much impact that would have on North Korea. But I think that without a doubt, we need to apply pressure to China to influence North Korea. Again, that's not necessarily going to be the solution or the sole part (laughs) of a strategy. North Korea is an imperfect problem. There is no easy solution, as many administrations have learned. But I do think, again, that I do think that Uh, As difficult as it is dealing with China to try to influence North Korea, there is no alternative.
0: Or as Donald Trump has said, sit down with Kim Jong-un.
1: Well, again, you know, I'm not going to put words in uh, Donald Trump's mouth, but uh, it's hard to know what's going to come out of his uh, mouth tomorrow about North Korea policy.
0: Another difficult issue are the tensions in the South China Sea, rapprochement or entrenchment and escalation. What can we expect of the... To candidates. I mean, Hillary Clinton is known for a fairly tough stance on maritime disputes, isn't she?
1: Yeah, well, I think that Secretary Clinton obviously has long experience in dealing with these issues up close and personal, and so I think knows them and is aware of the challenges very well. From my own perspective, I think that this is an issue that is rising in prominence, In the United States, it has been addressed by a number of candidates in the last year on the campaign trail, and it obviously is being addressed on a very regular basis by the White House and the current U.S. administration. Personally, I think that this is an issue that is going to require a significant amount of both diplomacy as well as perhaps some very tough Uh, messages and signal sending with respect to the U.S. military presence in Southeast Asia and in the, the broader region to try to get China to curb some of its most provocative behavior. And so I think that that, frankly, is the trajectory on which this issue is increasingly going, and that the United States and China as well need to find a way to be able to work together to try to lower tensions in the South China Sea. But I don't see this issue going away anytime soon.
0: But uh, with that trajectory that you have described, I mean, do you see then the Sino-American relationship maybe heading towards a more confrontational relationship, no matter who is going to be the next president?
1: Yeah, well, I think that the U.S.-China relationship, frankly, is going to go in a slightly more competitive trajectory for the foreseeable future. Now, I think the real question is how much of the relationship is competitive, there are competitive aspects to almost every relationship, especially two countries like the United States and China that do not see eye to eye And as much as they do. Inevitably, there is going to be tension. I think the goal is going to be to ensure that the United States can protect what it believes are its interests in those areas of difference while expanding the areas of cooperation and smoothing tensions as much as possible. As for the two candidates, you know, I think Secretary Clinton has been pretty clear as to what she thinks on this issue. I think she has a long record of experience uh, on it. Again, I'm not sure what Donald Trump's experience is. On this issue, he seems to have said a variety of different contradictory things on the South China Sea just in the last handful of months. So it's very difficult to predict where he'll be on it. But I do think it is very easy to say that uh, it would not allow me to sleep well at night.
0: Michael, thanks a lot. That was Michael Fuchs, Senior Fellow at the Center for American Progress. We've been discussing the US elections and American China policy. I'm Ruth Kirchner. Thanks for listening. Bye for now. You have been listening to Merix Experts, the podcast from the Makato Institute for China
1: Studies in Berlin. If you want to learn more about our work, please visit us
0: at merix.org.